0: This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode eight. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas, and opinions about D&T. In this episode, I wanted to give an update about the Learning to Teach Design and Technology book, which I'm currently editing and working with a wonderful range of contributors to pull the book together, which will be the fourth edition of this book. Um, Some of you may remember the first three editions were edited by Gwyneth Owen Jackson, and I've uh, stepped into her shoes and taken on the mantle of the book, which I'm really enjoying. But it does present me with all sorts of challenges, I think, about the order of the chapters, what goes where and how the chapters all link together. So I wanted to share that because it's also made me think about how the different parts and components of design and technology as a subject fit together. When I've previously had the chapters come in earlier in 2019, round about May, June time, I edited the chapters in order as they came in. But this time I waited until I had all of the chapters and I put them in order and went through them in chapter order so I could see how the whole book fitted together. Now the book comes in four different sections And that's been interesting to think about what goes in each of those four sections. The first section is an overview of design and technology. It has a bit about the history of design and technology and where it comes from. And it has a chapter about primary education. Section two is about the subject content in terms of what do we teach. Section three focuses on how we teach design and technology, the pedagogy. Section four about what's next when the student teacher is well through their training period and they're starting to think about some of the wider issues around design and technology they might dip into section four so those of you familiar with the book will realise that 20 chapters is a little bit longer than we've had in the past but I've added three new chapters into the book one about post-16 routes that introduces the student teachers to thinking about what um, young people can do once they finish secondary school another about critiquing design and technology And finally, a chapter by Stephanie Atkinson, which is about researching and using research in design and technology education. So to plan these chapters together and think about the flow of the book, I produced an outline and shared that with all the authors. And in that first version of my outline, one of the new chapters, the one about post-16, was going to be in the first section. So the setting, the context for the subject, you know, with, with the primary chapter. And that felt right the right like the right place but now I've looked at the book in its entirety I think it actually belongs in section four when we're starting to think about what's next and the author of that chapter Rebecca Tops, is a practicing teacher in Lincolnshire and she's really bringing her rich experience and knowledge and awareness about different post-16 routes that relate to design and technology and different contexts where children and young people go on to once they've finished upper secondary school so that's one dilemma. Where did that chapter go? We think we've now resolved it and we're putting that in, chapter, in section four. Another dilemma was about where to position the chapter about critique. Now that is a brand new chapter and it's written by Steve Curl. Some of you may be familiar with his work. He's um, based at Goldsmith University and he's done a huge amount of very philosophical work about critique. Now, evaluation, which is a term that we often use in design and technology teaching, asking children to evaluate their own work, evaluate their design ideas, test them out, but also evaluating the success of different products has always been a key part and a key component of design and technology. But critique takes it wider to explore the full breadth of critique and criticality in design and technology education. But when we critique What we started to realise, particularly when I've been reading um, Steve's chapter and his outline, critique is something that calls on our values and our judgments. And that's one of the things that we have to remember about design and technology is design is very value laden. And that is really at the core of the subject, which is why there's a whole chapter in the book about values in design and technology. Now, Mike Martin is updating that chapter and his chapter is in section four, which is about the wider thinking. So there was quite a debate. Do we put that in subject content, the critique in subject content, or do we put that in section four about the wider context? But we have decided to put it in section two about the subject content. So you can hear how none of these things sort of fit and it's not easy to work out how the whole book flows together. But what I've had to think about is who is the audience who's the book aimed at and the book is aimed at student teachers and helping them to prepare to teach design and technology in secondary schools and I'll come back to that later on in the podcast about meeting their needs and how they might approach the book. The other debates I've had is around section two again that obviously seems to be my most troublesome part of the book which has all these distinct chapters about different aspects of design and technology subject content such as design skills, design communication, resistant materials, textiles, food, electronics, critique and new and emerging technologies. Now the challenge as always with this sort of topic or working out these chapters is that design and technology subject knowledge and subject content isn't as discreet as that. We don't often do lessons, for example, just on developing design skills. We do them as part of a design context within design and technology education. We use communication skills when we're designing. So again, teaching design skills, developing design communication, they're they're not separate items. There is a blurring and a crossover and they're interrelated because the children have to use both of those to do one and the other. And also, when we're designing, we tend to be thinking about materials, a particular material, a group of material, a property of material. So these discrete chapters on the different material areas is also in some ways quite false. And then there's also critique involved in designing. So when a child develops a design idea or a group develops a design idea, we give them a framework for critiquing those designs. It might be a specification, it might be asking a user to be involved and so on. This has been a challenge in two ways, these discrete chapters about subject content. It's been a challenge for the contributors and it's also been a challenge for me as an editor and also with my personal history and views about design and technology education. So for the contributors, when they're writing their own chapters, they're really focused on their own chapter. And although they have an overview of the the whole book because I've shared that with them, they get understandably very focused on their chapter and actually end up drawing different things in, which are in other chapters. So this battle about the interrelatedness of all these different components of design and technology is being lived out and played out in the development of the chapters. But the challenge comes for me as an editor, is I've got to think about the reader of the book and the student teacher. And so in many ways, the simplest is to have these different chapters that are discrete and to a certain extent bound. But equally as an editor, I want to be showing to the student teacher the interrelatedness of these different areas. So I can do that in two different ways. One, I can do that through cross-referencing between the chapters. But the other way I can do it is by thinking about the order of the chapters and where they're placed. So this editing of the book has made me reflect on how I see the different parts of design and technology as subject knowledge relating to one another. It has been a challenge for me because the chapters are discrete, but that's not how I see design and technology. And my apprehension has been that a student might use these discrete chapters as a way of interpreting, a way of structuring their curriculum. So we do lessons on designing we do lessons on design communication we do lessons on resistant materials we do lessons on critique for example but that's not the reality of design and technology so the way we've sort of responded to that and what I've done is I've put a new chapter in which is actually an amalgamation of several chapters from the third edition about pupil progression and thinking about how we develop children's design and technology capability And Gwyneth has always had that as a key part of the first three editions, and I've wanted to continue that in this fourth edition. So that's my idea of trying to encourage the student teacher to learn the subject knowledge as discrete parts, but to think about how they use that knowledge and skills and values that they've developed to create an integrated curriculum. But I can edit the book, I can put the chapters in an order, but I can't make the reader read it in the way I want them to read it. And I can't make them read the chapters in the order I want them to read them. But the order of the chapters is important and hopefully they will see the logic of its structure. And editing the book is also about how the contributors help the student teacher think about the entirety of the subject, making links and not keeping the parts distinct and discrete, Because d and is a subject that is greater as a whole than as the individual parts. And it is made richer by thinking about the whole of the subject and how those parts interact. So the contributors have also brought that, and I've wanted that voice to come through. So there is overlap between the chapters. There's going to be. That is the nature of the subject. So I wanted to share a little bit about these dilemmas of being an editor and the contributors having to think in a pragmatic way about their topics. But we're also having to make links Because what we're trying to do is create a resource that people involved in teacher education, in schools, in colleges and universities can use in a practical way to develop the next generation of design and technology teachers. That's what's been the most exciting thing to keep at the heart of what we're doing and remind ourselves that's what this is about. I want to leave you with a couple of thoughts and a couple of questions. But how do you, if you're involved in design and technology teaching or design and technology education in any way, Take the different things that you see as your specialist or your area that you bring to the subject. How do you bring those but then step back and look at the entirety of design and technology and make links and draw those things together to develop a child's design and technology capability? And if you're in the classroom with children, how do you help those children make the links between those discrete areas and help them see that while there are these discrete aspects how the richness of design and technology comes from how they can bring them together, developing their design and technology capability. So I'd love to hear from you how you design a curriculum to bring together the parts of d into a whole, in such a way that makes sense to the children, if you're in a department, to your whole department, to teachers beyond your department, and to curriculum planners. You can get in contact with me at alison at alisonhardy.work or on Twitter at hardy underscore alison. I'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas about how you bring the interrelatedness of design and technology together for yourself in your own practice or your research, and in your working and teaching environment. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Talking d podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison, Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening.